0: Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you. Good to have you. On this Valentine's Day, we're seeing who's going to get the love shown to them. Some people are not showing it to Aaron Rodgers. We'll see who shows it to Derek Carr. The Colts hire the former Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane. Is it Steichen? Steichen? Steichen. 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 Okay, I thought it was Steichen, but it wasn't positive. Gronk calls him uh, Shane Spikeman. Shane Spikeman. Uh, He's the new head coach over in Indy. He's the new head coach there. And Um, just breaking two minutes ago, Bill, the
1: Arizona Cardinals are hiring Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. How old is Gannon? He's not that old. He's like upper 30s, isn't he? He's very young. And uh, frankly, that, that made me a lot happier. Um. Why? Seeing him go. I, I, I don't like him.
0: I, I've never, never liked him very much. Okay. So the Cardinals get the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Steichen, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, now leaving for Indianapolis. The closet that is the Eagles is being pilfered. Pilfered big time. Um. So there you go. 877 This is an interesting take uh, regarding the Rogers stuff. Dave says, uh, Aaron Rogers uh, and the people are a lot like British royalty and the people. We fought like crazy to be done with the British, but we're so glued to what the royals do with their lives, we never lose sight of them. That's a good point. Very good point. I can, uh, I can do that. I can understand it. There you go. Uh, big one coming up tonight, by the way, down at, uh, down at the Fiserv. I have uh, not mentioned it that much, but you got the Bucks, Crowder and company, uh, Giannis going against Brogdon. And get Malcolm Brogdon making the return with the Celtics tonight. 6.30 on TNT tonight. It's a TNT game. So downtown's going to be a buzz. Going to be a buzz. Maybe it's that Valentine's Day special tonight coming up. But uh, the Celtics coming to town, taking on the Bucs.
1: Oh, like half of their but, team is in playing.
0: Right. Uh, the Celtics are just beat up right now. Tatum, Brown, Smart, yeah. all out. And you think about this, that if the Bucs, let's just say the Bucs do get a win, they're only a half game behind Boston then for the top spot in the East. They would be tied win-wise with the Denver Nuggets for the second-best record in the NBA. Um, actually, if they get a win, they will be a a half game ahead of Denver. they will be a half game uh, up. So they will be the second best record in the NBA only then behind Boston by a game. So it's, uh, kind of a, kind of a big deal tonight going on down at the, uh, the Fiserv. Boston comes back to town. I think later is, I think is in March, if I'm not mistaken, they come back in March, but, uh, yeah, big one going on tonight. Down at the Five Serve, that's another one I'm going to be watching. Going to be flipping. I have TVs on all over the place down in the bar. Be watching that tonight too. So, yep, looking forward to it. And then obviously the new look Bucks uh, with Crowder and company. And uh, uh, but he's apparently not going to uh, join the Bucks or start playing for the Bucks until after the All Star break. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yeah. So he's not even going to be. He's not even. Gonna, you know, while they have him. He is not going to be playing for them, so I want to make sure I, I'm more clear on that. He is out right now. But uh, David says, "By the way, I uh, just renewed my Badger football tickets over lunch. It is down as I am on Green Bay. I'm totally jacked for Badger football. Can't wait to discuss the the season down the road. I, I, that's pri- you would never." You could never say, what are you more excited about or what are you more wanting to follow this year, the Packers or anything else, okay? But I will say the buzz for Wisconsin and what Luke Fickle has done in kind of taking the, the cardiac paddles to the heart of Badger fan, boy, you talk about a resuscitation. Oof, that's huge right now. There is a lot. There is a lot of, uh, of anticipation uh, a lot of anticipation for all of this right now for what's going on with uh, Luke Fickle and company. I mean, you. I mean, you. you when you do the uh, the shows on Thursday night, the Kenny and Halpern shows, those are like well listened to. The podcasts are well listened to too, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. I
1: mean, since Fickle, well, during the season they were losing, so you get why not as many did. Since Fickle was hired, and then every piece of news that's come out after, it's it's been a crazy shift.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's been big. Big. Uh, I I don't remember the last time I remember being this excited about Badger football was when Brett Bealum. I think they were both seven and zero, and the Buckeyes were coming into Camp Randall. I think they were both seven and zero, uh, and the Badgers beat the Buckeyes. i know I that I that I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think they were both records because I was sitting uh, with some friends that came in from Ohio and watching a game, and the Badgers knocked off the Buckeyes. And that was probably the fever pitch of Badger Nation. That's the last time I remember, you know, you go before that, you go back to like when Ron Dane was breaking the record and such, but uh, that was probably the last time that I remember this kind of a a hoopla um, was, was fantastic. So Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Boondocks, barbecue burgers and brews. All you need is love. And they've got specials tonight. The Valentine's menu available all day. By the way, they opened up earlier this morning, But they have got all kinds of really, really good stuff. And Chef Tom's almost uh, famous prime ribs starting at four o'clock today. Uh, they call it the Juicy Alicious House Smoked Prime. Uh, 33 bucks. Queen Cut. 30 bucks. So, uh, great stuff today. Uh, coming up this weekend, boon, uh, this week, all, all week at Boondocks, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews. County Road, K in Oconomowoc. And you go in and you tell them we said hi. They're just great people. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877 uh, This is from 60 Steve. 60 Steve says, uh, hey, guys, uh, love talking some Badger football. Uh, but I'm even more excited about the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, with the addition of Jay Crowder when he finally joins the team. And if you can get Chris Middleton healthy, this is going to be the team to beat in the NBA. Uh, I would agree. I The Chris Middleton thing, I think, is probably the biggest question mark. Can he get back to damn near full strength by the time they get to the postseason? That, 100% I agree on that. Uh, but the other question is, as they head to the postseason, and we talked about this a little while ago, if the Bucks end up facing off, Against uh, the uh, the Phoenix Suns, I mean they're geeked. They are beyond geeked. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are in uh, their fan base. That is, if by chance, if they can get Kevin Durant fully healthy. If they can't, then eh, it's not gonna not gonna amount to much. But they they feel like okay, you know, now with Chris Paul and company, and they they're ready to go. Like this is going to happen. So. Uh, I, I, while well, I 100%, I'm excited about Bucks basketball, I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, and if you get into the postseason, who might be the most dangerous now, if you can get, um, you know, golden state to do anything, then obviously golden state becomes a, a really viable component when it comes to the postseason. But, uh, then again, I, because they've just been there, done that they've been so good for such a long time now, but I really, uh, boy. Phoenix is, I, that's their component, man. If Phoenix can can get him right, oof. Just would, uh, I, I'm a Kevin Durant fan, but he's got mad skills, man. Mad skills. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Um, what else do we have here for you? We've got a lot of interesting stuff today. You got, uh, you know, coordinators and such that are on the move Ben let me ask you this so with Philadelphia losing some of their coordinators how much do you think that hurts that team because the big question today was uh, was this your last shot at getting a championship which I think is ridiculous but how much does losing the coordinators do you feel hurt this Philadelphia team
1: it hurts the offense I'll tell you that much Hmm. Uh, Shane Steichen's great he was the play caller all season. Sirianni had called plays last year and it didn't go as well. And then they got better players, so that helps. But he was a great play caller and designer all season. So losing him hurts a lot. I think he's going to be great in Indy. But they have mm-hmm. Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, on staff already. I think they're going to promote him. He was going to get an offensive coordinator job somewhere else. Right. So that won't be a hard transition to do. I don't think he'll be as good, but we'll see. It's not, I guess it's not as hard to orchestrate the offense when you have all of those great players there. Defensively, I mean, I, I've always disliked Gannon. Some of some love him. So we'll see. I, it depends on who the replacement is. I think the problem is a lot of the uh, carousel has already happened. So you've seen a lot of the good D.C. candidates get hired by other teams. So whether they promote from within, whether they go outside, it
0: depends on who else they bring in. Mm-hmm. Um also some other news uh there was a report a scout that was asked about the Aaron Rodgers situation uh said uh, if the Packers quarterback wants to return for an NFL 23rd, 2023 season it's going to be because he thinks he can still play at an elite level uh he hasn't changed he's the same guy in terms of his play style but his play has fallen off according to a, a top scout who watched Rodgers live uh in several games in 2022 um, said uh, the Father Time sacks every quarterback for years. Rodgers has recalled what former coach Mike McCarthy told him. Once the legs go, the rest goes. The scouts see signs that the legs are now going. The b- biggest piece is he just can't move as well as he used to. That used to be on top of being great and extending plays and having the rare accuracy, he can't do that anymore. And his arm has taken a dip as well. It's not poor, but it's not what it used to be. So he has come down to earth a little bit because now we see he's human. How about that? Uh, Because of his play style, it doesn't lend to the same level of efficiency uh, as Tom Brady once had. Uh, Really couldn't move anymore. According to the scout, Aaron is built on holding the ball and making stuff happen off schedule. When you can't move as well as you used to, you lose that component. That was the big lever for him, that he just can't pull anymore as much as he used to. I'd say he's slightly above average as a quarterback mobility-wise relative to what other quarterbacks can do. But he's still uh, a, quote, not a young Aaron Where he has, or we, where he was a weapon, and like I said, the arm is probably the next piece. It's a little bit less strength, a little bit less accuracy. He's starting to get old, and you can see it. Some strong words. Some strong words. Which, and again, now the um the uh, how do I put this? The, the season itself, you have to take into consideration the knee at the end of the season, the thumb throughout the season. All of that will cause you to be off schedule. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this. There were people in PAC fences. I don't put a lot of stock into the unnamed sources or unnamed scouts. I do because I, I've talked. I talked to them when I was out at Super Bowl. And they'll all say the same thing. Hey, I just I'll tell you what I see. It gives you perspective. They all have a they, they all say the same thing they all said what I saw um, I saw him get slow. He, he just looked like his legs weren't there. I don't know a couple of years ago when he won the MVP one of the things he was asked he said he tra- changed his, his training regimen he had not lifted that much with his legs since he was in high school and it and it showed his scramble ability, his his movement in the pocket, his hop, all of that his quickness it was all there. I don't think I, – if I just sit here and say, now I don't know for sure, I, I'm only basing this upon what I saw up close watching him personally, in person, at games, was he looked slow. He looks slow. He looks to me like either father time got him or he didn't work as hard in the offseason on his legs. One of those two. So if he didn't work as – that's why he said – if I'm good against, it and I go out and start talking to him, and I say, hey, Aaron, uh, what do you think? he says, okay, I want to come back. I'm saying, hey, look, what what's your, what are you working on? What are you working on this offseason? What are you doing? What, what's all in? And if all in is going to be I'm going to go, you know, uh, do some stuff on a beach, and I'm going to go play in a couple of pro-ams, and I'm going to go, you know, visit different parts of the world as opposed to hitting the gym with a trainer. And not, you know, not in two months, but like right now, If that means you're going to hit the gym with a trainer, you're going to bust your ass, you're going to start putting your legs back under you, you're going to start a new workout regimen, start retooling the body, working on core, working on legs, then that's great. Then I would expect to see a different Aaron Rodgers. But if it's, I'm going to go visit different parts of the world and I'm going to take my time and I'm a veteran and I've earned my time off and blah, 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 then it's like, okay, I'll talk to you later. I've said that from the beginning. He looked a step slow. It was almost like uh, it just... He, he just didn't put as much into it in the offseason as we had seen in the past couple of years. Just my opinion. 877 Hit us up. Don't forget about our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals playing some good hockey right now. If you're looking for some single-game tickets, if you're looking for mo- promotional seats, end zone seats, big party groups, or if you want to go to one of the postgame concerts, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program good to have you so glad you're on board 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to uh shoot us something you can go ahead and do so again 877-867-1670 um a couple of emails uh that i want to get to i got some people that have kind of chimed in on a lot of this stuff um let's see here the uh this is from uh, this is from Mark. Uh, Mark says that I think uh, Aaron Rodgers still has something left in the tank. I think that everybody is doubting him because he had a bad season. How many bad seasons has he had in a row? That's the question. He is not allowing Father Time to catch up with him. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way this year. Please don't count him out. Uh, and this one's from Roger, um, or actually our buddy John and Howard. So if Rogers comes out and sees his shadow – he returns to playing football, and if he doesn't, uh, he retires, or do I have it backwards? <laughs> no, I believe that uh, I, I've i said all along Rodgers is coming back. It, it's its not about whether or not he comes back. I think it's about whether or not he plays for the Packers or not. Um, uh, Steven, we already know that. Just trying to go through all these here. We got just inundated with emails today. Uh, Mike says that uh, why can't the Packers pick up a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster? He was a guy that was out there on the open market. The Chiefs went out and got him. He would have been a great asset. Instead, they always want to go on the cheap and bring back the old guys. Well, Remember, they brought back, I don't want to say the old guys, but they brought back Randall Cobb because, first of all, they didn't have a ton of money, but they brought back Randall Cobb because that's Aaron Rodgers' guy. They they brought him back, maybe to the detriment of the team. I, I completely agree with you. But they brought him back because that's what Rodgers wanted. They were, you know, Rodgers wanted some of these guys around him. So, you know, I get it because we've we've been there, done that with, with, you know, guys. And go back to when Brett Favre was here. And Brett Favre didn't. You know, he just, he wanted, uh, you know, certain players around him because he was getting older, you know. So I I I get why Rodgers wants to see some of these guys near him, so he can look at it and go, okay, look, we can we can, I've got some I've got some guys that I can bounce things off of, you know, I can I can make make this work. Um, and I don't even what did Juju Smith Schuster make this year? Um, wasn't he making like three million? It wasn't like a big amount of money. It was Three point um, seven, 3. Okay, yeah, it wasn't a ton of money. So he made 3.7 for one year. That's, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, I'd do that. Is he, uh, I don't, I think that was only a one-year deal too, wasn't it? So he'd kind of be on the open market? Or am I mistaken? On Correct. That, yep. Yeah, it was a one-year deal. He so said he's he'll probably market. come back though. Okay. Yeah, if you can run it back and play with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Now, uh, again, uh, so for those that uh, don't know, I mean, I, I said this and it's, It's never happened, but it happened this year. Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback in the modern Super Bowl era to make more than 13.5% of the team's total salary cap. He made 17.16%, and they won a Super Bowl. It's the first time it's ever been done. First time it's ever been done. So it can be done, but kudos to him, man, and he, he led his team. But now, now we—that's the new—that's the new high water mark. So if you're going to be a good, because and he even took what um, I think the cap hit this year was thirty-five, almost thirty-six million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. What what uh, he was making this season? So it can be done, but you got to have really good players around him. Now, if you go into next year, Patrick Mahomes is almost making twenty-one percent. you're going to have issues with that. Don't get me wrong, I think they can still run it back. You know, they still have Chris Jones. They still have the defensive end, Frank Clark. They still have Travis Kelsey, you know. They still have MVS, although MVS is now going to make $11 million next year. They still have a lot of those guys. LeJarrius Sneed, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, he's still there. Harrison Butker, their kicker. He's, he's you know he's making five million, but it's like there's five guys making a bunch, and then everybody's making a million. I, you know, so it's because they had
1: two that, draft classes in a row of just absolute hits everywhere. Right. They had, right. I think, twelve guys from the Super Bowl team three, two, three years ago
0: that were still mm-hmm. on the team. That they rebuilt the entire roster. That which is, is remarkable. Uh, Right, I was just going to say that's something. It just it you really got to be real good at what you're doing for that kind of stuff to hit. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, the Brewers Corbin Burns they're going to salary arbitration. They're three quarters of a million dollars apart. The two time All Star Corbin Burns and the Brewers went to salary arbitration today. Uh, 740,000 Burns ask for a raise from 6.55 to 10.75 million the Brewers want 10 million so there's 700,000 plus dollars apart and uh, I'm like you just give the man his money the man just earned his money he's been that damn good <laughs> why do you want to screw with a guy that's a Cy Young award winner that has been just an anchor in your rotation Mm. Uh sometimes I don't know. I don't get it. I agree. Um So anyway, getting back to the the salary uh, cap output stuff. I look, I really believe that that it's once you get to a certain level of money, much like you said Ben, if you can hit on a lot of your draft choices, that's all the meaning in the world because once you get up over that, boy, you begin to struggle. I I can't see I mean, who knows? Maybe they restructure uh, that deal a little bit and pick up some additional pieces um, for uh, for uh, Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is now a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MB- MVP, and next year he's going to be making over 20% of the team's total salary cap space. Here, Here's
1: the other thing they did, Bill, and this pains yeah. me to discuss, but they... They weren't afraid to cut bait with good players that maybe couldn't give enough. Like They had Tyron Matthew, remember, on all those teams, but he wasn't as willing to tackle as they wanted him to from the back end, Mm -hmm. so they ended up picking up the kid Bolton, who was an absolute animal. I think he's in his second year like he's a rookie, but they cut bait with a guy like Matthew who is a big-ticket player and is a big name and, and made plays, but they were really quick to just go younger at the position and not try to hold on. Which you don't see a lot of those teams, right. Um Joker
0: 1252 says, I argue that Rodgers did his part more than enough to win multiple Super Bowls. I'm sorry you're just now finding out what a real team sport is. Um, no, I would agree with that. I First of all, I've been through this a thousand times. That I think when you look at the record of one in five in NFC Championship games, and you, it tends to get laid at his feet, I think it's erroneous. I think there's some NFC Championship games they shouldn't even have been in had it not been for him. Uh, 2014, you can't look at him and blame him for that. The game in San Francisco, they're in San Fran at Levi's Stadium. Most of it ran wild. The defense stunk. Uh, You look at the game down in Atlanta, they had no business being there. They were a beat-up, bad football team. or Not bad, but they were a beat-up football team that just wasn't nearly as good. And how they beat the Cowboys, I still don't know. But the game against uh, Tom Brady and company, I think, was due in part to Rodgers, sure. Uh, but the fumble by Aaron Jones, that just changed the tide. And then uh, against San Francisco last year, the uh, the fumble by Mercedes Lewis and the inability for Matt LaFleur to admit that the offensive line wasn't that good once they all came back and some they were seemingly healthy, but they needed to go back to what they were getting them to that point, and he refused to do it, I think that do in part the offense stunk Roger stunk. the offense stunk uh locking on Devonte a couple of times clearly when other guys were open I think hurt this team so he had a hand in those but prior to that no I, I would argue with you uh, on that that uh, you're absolutely right absolutely right Eight seven seven eight 867 1670 877-867-1670 um Tom says, "Been noticing the reactions from a lot of Eagles fans about the loss on Sunday. Uh, seems to be dumbfounded that they lost. The memo to the Eagles fans: You weren't as good as you thought you were. Yeah, they were. They were a really good team. But what happened was two things, three things, really. One is the defensive front didn't get to Patrick Mahomes the way they thought they would. Two, you had a, a at least a minimal of a ten-point swing, if not a fourteen-point swing, when Jalen Hurts fumbled away the football and it was returned for a touchdown." And then on special teams, the big run back. That's it. The, the, those are the three things I think that ultimately cost the, the Eagles. Am I am I am I right there, Ben? Uh, kind of. I mean, I I just think they didn't
1: get the ball back. Whoever won that game was going to be the team that had the ball last at the end of the game. And there are some plays here and there. The fumble is interesting because if Mahomes gets the ball back there, he's going to score. So the fact that the Eagles got the ball after the fumble and went down and scored, like that could have been a seven-point swing. I, right. think, I think the biggest deciding thing in the game, aside from that crap penalty call, which should not have been called, was the fact that Sirianni punted to allow the punt return, but the decision to punt. It's You're down one with five minutes left, I believe. A fourth and three from your own 32-yard line. And you gave the Chiefs a two-for-one opportunity. They were able to come down and score. You got the ball back and tied it with that eight-point drive and then guaranteeing the Chiefs the final possession in the game. I think it was that decision that led to a lot of stuff. But, like, it's a football game. There's always going to be things here and there that decide it. I just think, like, the defense could not make a single play and
0: the Chiefs finished with the ball. Well, I mean... Had they been able to score and not turn the ball over, doesn't it change the dynamic of the game? I think so, but it's early. So
1: I don't know what else would have been different. And it it kind of did a job because it kept Mahomes on the sideline. It didn't let the Chiefs really go crazy in that first half. And then he comes out in the second half and does to them what Brady did to them in that Super Bowl five years ago. Mm-hmm. I think like it. It's and I don't want to blame the refs or anything, but I I cannot stop thinking and going back to that moment when they called the penalty. Like if that is not called, in theory, I think the Eagles win that game because they get the ball back down three with a minute and forty or minute fifty left and two timeouts. And Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts might have played the best game I've ever seen a quarterback play.
0: I uh, I would agree. I, I'll tell you this, and I talked about this yesterday. When it comes to anything three yards or less, they've got that down to a science. No wonder they went for it so much on fourth down all throughout the season. They basically used four downs up and down the field because, they my God, that thing is down to a science, the way they just plow forward. Just amazing. They're unstoppable in the red zone, too.
1: Like on a two-point conversion, they just said, okay, Jalen, you take the ball, and you're going to run forward, and they won't stop you which is so huge. Like, we think about the Packers. Where did they fall short last season? Third and one, fourth and one. They're mm-hmm. taking deep shots. Right. They just can't do those little things. Or they get to the red zone, and there's a sack. It's never those
0: really simple things that when you do it well, it seems easy, Then when you no, don't you're do right. it, you lose. You're right. When I, th- Same thing watching Cincinnati against Kansas City in third and two and third and one on two different occasions and taking deep shots down the field. Uh, I I never understood it. You you know the 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 live to fight another day, man. Just get the first down and give yourself another set of downs and keep the football. I don't know why. Men- mentally, especially early on in ball games, why that is such a hard kind. Con- now there are times you can take a shot. I understand that. You know you can surprise a team, but you're not surprising anybody when it's what you do. All the time, and you're taking high-risk shots downfield instead of just getting a first down and getting another set of downs, which open up a whole other capability, philosophy, whatever it happens to be when it comes to running your offense. I never understood it. I never will. And every time I see this whole thing you know, unfold, all I keep thinking is, well, we like our matchups. Well, that was back in the day when you had five wide that could beat anybody at any given time. Not when you have one guy. and Everybody in the stadium knows the one guy you're going to. So it just, it never made sense to me, and it still doesn't to this day. Uh, 877 867 1670, hit us up. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It's, uh, I know there's going to be a little rain in the area, but the weather's nice as far as warmth goes. And if you want to stay warm and still practice the golf game, Lux Golf Bays, go to LuxGolfBays.com. That is LuxGolfBays.com, located in Franklin. And uh, man, it's beautiful down there. Oof, I can't wait to get down and swing the clubs over the next couple of weeks. I think I'm going to, as long as the weather's permitting, so to speak, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. But uh, they have heaters that are in the golf bays as well. So it's. It's this big, open, you know, different platform concept, and they have heaters everywhere up by the tees. And even in the back, when you go to sit on the couch, you want to watch TV, you want to go to the bar, whatever, they have, uh, they have heaters there as well. So you can still go in and get your swing on, kind of tune your game up a little bit, and just start to get yourself salivating a little bit as you watch the waste management open this past weekend and go, yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, swinging the clubs a little bit. They, that's where you go. Lux, L-U-X-E, luxgolfbays.com. That is luxgolfbase.com. Um, Tom says, first of all, I said the Eagles are a good team, not a super team, uh, like their fans seem to uh, think they are. Uh, no, they were Tom, they were five sacks away from equaling the all time record set by the 85 bears. Offensively. Did you know they threw a total of 22 times in the second half of ball games total this season? It's because they were beating teams. They were dominating up front. They weren't doing it with exotic blitzes. They were just that good. They were, And, and it really came down to which team didn't make a mistake. Because Kansas City was good, too. I, th- I still think, I still believe, that the better team didn't win. It was the team that made the mistakes that didn't win. Uh, that, that's, I just believe that kansas city did not make the mistakes and when they you know when you don't make mistakes and you can capitalize on somebody else's mistakes that's it you get a fumble return for a touchdown and you get a one of the longest punt returns in in nfl super bowl history takes you down to the five yard line so you get a free touchdown defensively speaking and you get one basically handed to you at the five yard line that's tough to overcome that's tough to overcome Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to hit us up, do so. Um, who's this one from? This is from Joshua who says, um, I give the Eagles credit. They played extremely well all season long, and Jalen Hurts was the reason why. He is an incredibly dynamic player. They're going to find their way back. They need to find a couple other pieces if they lose guys this offseason, but they should be there again. They are the team to beat in the NFC. Who else would even be close? That, um, I would, boy, if you talk about who else is close to the Eagles. <sighs> San Francisco, if they get a quarterback, I think they're close. Cause their defense is just that good. Um, the Cowboys, but they got to put some more pieces around Dak Prescott because he's not going to win a game by himself he's not going to drag you across the finish line. And that's it in the NFC. Ben, is, that, is anything else you can think of? Anybody else? I don't know. I mean, teams emerge.
1: You see yeah. maybe a big free agent crop and a big draft push some teams up. But the, I think the bigger question is who are the quarterbacks that could – rival Jalen Hurts in the conference because the teams change so much right just in terms of who who are the best quarterbacks that can challenge him it's Dak
0: okay if you put um see Dak Dak isn't I've just seen Dak choke away too many big opportunities and it's not like he makes a throw and it hits off a shoulder pad and ends up as a pick he makes, makes bad throws but that tells you bad enough about where the NFC is That his name
1: is pretty much at the top. Um, Or close to it. There aren't many others that you could put in that group
0: that could challenge him as the best. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I mean, if you put a lot of talent, Justin Fields is nowhere near as accurate. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I don't have much faith in. Hurts? I'm just trying to think of some of the young quarterbacks. I mean, to challenge Hurts. Or no, I mean to challenge Hurts. I'm I'm talking about uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. Kyler Murray out in Arizona. Um, Yeah, I don't. I mean, if you put more talent around Rodgers, certainly the Packers become a viable team. But I don't think you have enough space to do so. Pac fan says, did you say the Eagles threw a total of 22 times in the second half of the games this year because they were beating teams up that badly? They had leads, and they grind on you. Yeah, they they only threw a total of 22 times. I think it might have been 22 times when trailing. Uh, was that, you want to play Greg Cosell again? I can go back and find it. Yeah. Go, go look for what Greg Cosell said, because he said, let me drop a stat on you. This is a guy that I I had now I didn't look this stat up, but I trust Greg Cosell more than anything. He said they threw a total of twenty-two times in the second half of ball games. Um let's see here. Uh, Jason says, uh, I think the Packers are only about four players away. They're going to need to fill the safety position. They need a better tight end, another wide receiver, and one other guy up front to help Kenny Clark. Um, hmm. I wouldn't disagree with that wholeheartedly. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, I, You know, when you look at... Um, The Packers and their needs. I I think their offensive line now is pretty solidified. Uh, If you're bringing, you know, Jenkins is signed, Josh Myers, John Runyon. I think you need to find yourself a right tackle. Whether it's Josh, if you keep him, or, you know, Bakhtiari is still your left tackle. Jenkins is coming back a year now after the surgery. Box now, you know, pretty healthy after playing a year. If you're bringing him back, who's going to be that right tackle? Because I don't know if Zach... Zach Tom played it admirably. But you could probably use a right tackle. Okay. Uh, you need a tight end. That I'll agree with. Cobb you could bring back. Lazard, I... Lazard doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do anything for me. You're probably going to draft the receiver, maybe even two. But Lazard doesn't do anything for me. You know, you start getting some of these dynamic guys coming out of college. You get one. You get uh, the mayor kid. Uh, The the tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. Uh, He he becomes a weapon. He becomes a weapon. Uh, Oh, okay. He said, quote, Jalen Hurts this season in the second half of games only when uh, when they were trailing has only thrown 22 passes. Okay. So I misheard him. Okay. Uh, Which is still pretty phenomenal when they're trailing and you've only thrown 22 passes. That still says a lot about the ability to grind on teams. Um, so, yeah, I'd go with a tight end. Absolutely, I agree with you. Another body up front. I think Devontae Wyatt's going to be solid. TJ Slayton started to show you a couple of signs. Dean Lowry, you could probably do without. If you wanted to bring Jerron Reed back for another another go round. that's fine. But you bring in one more big body. I don't know what Jonathan Ford's going to give you. I don't know how much he's going to grow this offseason. You still have Preston Smith. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, you assume is going to get better. It's going to take Rashawn Gary some time to get back. So I think you could probably go in that outside linebacking position if one falls to you to help out. You can never have too much of a pass rush. Jair, I think, will be Jair and and even better. Uh, I think Savage will be better. I think Stokes. uh, Stokes is going to be kind of in the wild card. I want to see what he does because last year he was not playing well by the time he went down with the injury. Rasul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, Rudy Ford filled in admirably, but you still need another guy. Uh, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with uh, Adrian Amos. Yeah, I, I don't think you're as far away as you think you are, but it you can just circle Aaron Rodgers. I think you need to upgrade tight end, depth on the offensive line, uh, a veteran-wide receiver, and then you're obviously going to draft more. Depth on the defensive front, another pass rusher, and safety. There you go. That's the way I'd go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. segment before we get out of here and uh, we just move on. Uh, the uh, Ben, as uh, we now have this segment called What Did We Miss? Do we miss anything today? Is there anything there that uh, we have not uh, touched upon? Well,
1: some of the big news today actually was a Tiger Woods press conference out at the Genesis Invitational where yep. he will play. But a lot of the big news was all of this coaching carousel uh, you had some of the how do I choose my words well some of the uh, the more questionable characters out in San Francisco are reveling in the Eagles pain after taking weeks just complaining mm-hmm. and complaining about that loss but I think that's it uh, n- nothing
0: really controversial unfortunately right yeah nothing nothing big today No big news, no pieces of big news or anything like that. You got uh, Badger basketball coming up tonight to take it on Michigan uh, at the Kohl Center, the return of Juwan Howard after the slap last year. How is it on Valentine's Day that he makes his return? You got the Bucks coming up tonight, taking on the Boston Celtics uh, after the Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder not going to be playing tonight. Uh, He is out, but nevertheless, uh, coming back after the All-Star break. Are you looking forward to the NBA All-Star game by any chance at all? Nope. Neither am I. I don't... I, I mean... To be completely
1: honest, I'm I'm not really looking forward to the Badger game tonight. I don't want to watch sports for
0: a little while, you know? Um, we do have the, um, you know, Major League Baseball, and we didn't really get into this, but they've adopted a new series of rules that are going to be implemented this season, including increasing the size of the bases uh, from 15 inches to 18 square inches. The enlarged bases primarily intended to promote safety. And that way, first basemen are less likely to get stepped on. Uh, But they are being called uh, uh, pizza boxes. Yeah, like softball. Yeah. Alex Cora says they look like giant pizza boxes laying out there. Uh, Okay. So there you go. So that's happening. But uh, other than that, you know, the brewers, pitchers, and catchers getting ready to head at it. Uh, You've got uh, the money that's going to be allocated for... Some of the renovations to American Family Field uh, to the tune of about 290 million dollars out of the 7 billion dollar surplus that's in the Stadium District Fund. Uh, so far, the obligations go for American Family Field. So that's that's out there, but uh, nothing nothing big today. Nothing nothing big today. Colts, they got their man, Basaccia back in the fold in Green Bay. So that's it. Nothing more. So tonight, tomorrow we're going to get back at it. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but uh, tomorrow we're going to have fun, as always. Looking forward to it. So until we talk again, Ben's back. He's going to go uh, kind of emotionally get himself together. We got basketball coming up tonight. Get a couple of televisions get- together. Start watching both Badgers and Bucks. Enjoy yourself. Rest. Relax. Happy Valentine's Day. Time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen,
1: rate, subscribe.